P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it wreck! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Puppy. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a cave thing. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up. Hey, Haw fans. Welcome to this week's edition of P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. I should say this month's, rather. I forgot we're doing this month. Yeah. Do we say, yeah. No, I usually haven't been saying this week. I've been cutting it out. Okay. But I just, you know, force of habit from like two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. <laughs> this is a live recording, guys. Yeah. I just spilled a beer. It's all but it good. hasn't gone on the carpet yet. No, just it the wall. <laughs> just, just, oh, the wall. I didn't even notice. I didn't even, well, we got a three hour and something movie, Kyle. Yeah. It's fine. So we're just going to have to let that sit. That's, let that settle. I'm fine with that. It's fine. Because <laughs> we got a big one today. He's got to slurp it off the table. That's what people came to hear, right? Me slurping a beer. Gansett. It's a 1975, 19, 19, yeah. Yes. Throwback Gansett Cannon in honor of, I think they started doing that for Jaws. Well, I spilled a beer, so I'm clearly uncool, but we're always home. We're always uncool. And we're always ready to talk. Great movies and watch great movies. And have you listened to us talk about watching great movies? <laughs> <laughs> and this one, this is a polarizing one. I know you think it's great. Is it your favorite film of all time? No, oh, that's, that's just like a rough question to ask. It's, I don't even, it's always even between this and Boogie Nights is my favorite P.T. Anderson, mm. so I can't even. But you're huge, the master guy. Yeah. I mean, like you'll I, defend this, like at parties, I've heard you. Oh, I, and I'll, but yeah, like I, I will fight for this film to the end. No one besides for Burt Reynolds really like hates Boogie Nights, but there are people who dislike the master. Yeah, I, I mean, I get how people are um, turned off by it. I even remember seeing it in Louisville, Kentucky. I was lucky enough that there was a theater showing it because I was there working uh, close to a month. On a, on a, when you on were a, a, a photographer at a department store, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I was working on a lovely show called Gun Tucky, <laughs> but uh, I remember just seeing a lot of senior citizens in the theaters, and then they left. I, I, I don't. I mean, just from the trail. I mean, it's a weird trailer. So I don't know how that. What they heard about it? Maybe they just like read. Like, if you read like the write up, it's like haunted by his past, World War Two veteran and drifter, what? Freddie Quell. Like, <laughs> it doesn't feel right. But it's just like, so if, I guess if an older person reads that, they're like, oh, World War II, and I don't know. <laughs> to me, it'll always be known, even though it's not official. It's it's the Scientology movie. It's the, yeah, the un, the unofficial Scientology movie. Yeah, of course it's not the official one. Well, they don't say, but I'm also saying they don't say Scientology. <laughs> no, 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 but it's, and they, I, they were trying to pretend that it wasn't Scientology, but, um, guys, just a reminder, you want to stay tuned till after the episode, where we'll announce what we're going to, well, what you guys are going to be voting on for our, wow, I can't believe it, August 1st episode. Wow. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. 
Let's watch the master. Where do you have it paused, Kyle? Um, well, let's see. I've got it paused up, uh, or, you know, queued up. Oh, right, uh, you know, not to be controversial, right at the beginning of the, <laughs> the Weinstein, uh, logo. Oh boy, this is a controversial episode, guys. Yes. But <laughs> so, you want to start on that Weinstein yeah, logo? Yeah, it's like right at the cusp of the Weinstein Spotlight W, so. And when I say play, you, Kyle, and the audience who's yes. listening along, you Hoff fans out good, there, press play. Good idea. So, three, two, one, play. Now, you saw this alone the first time you were saying No, no, no. I saw it with a uh, guy who was editing Guntucky. Gotcha. We invited other people. It was a small crew of us, and I was surprised more people didn't want to go see it, because it's oh, P.T. P.T. Anderson's <laughs> The Ring, or the <laughs> Anna Purna. Anna Purna. Anna Purna. One of Joey Lewandowski's favorite studios. Oh. Good to know. I love learning stuff about the Godfather. <laughs> But, yeah, now, I, I, we we had um, who was our guest on this one? Now I can't remember. Dan Kim, Dan Kim, of course, Danny. our friend Danny Kim, she? the photographer, <laughs> the master. Waves crashing. I don't know. I said that like Batman. <laughs> we have the subtitles on. Yes, Kyle didn't just doesn't just. I mean, I know you know this movie well enough to know the waves yeah. crashing, but ah. Uh. But I, that was a fun episode we did with him. I remember that. But I remember another guest of ours on Schenectady, New York. and Landberger. Yeah, and Twister. Yes. Notoriously hates this movie, despite being a, a big Hoffman fan. And, like, it seemed like a P.T. Anderson fan for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. Wait, I, don't, I don't get that. I, I, I was actually, I was very proud of myself, just because he's like, I mean, you know. He's a friend of a friend while I'm friendly with him. You know, it's not like we're hanging out or anything like that. But I didn't want to start any kind of argument with him. So when he was like, get, I, I just kind of, I let You've it been go. known to start a podcast argument. Yeah. Some of them have been deleted from the annals of history. <laughs> no, I just meant the first time because I remember him bringing it up at like a party we were at, at John Harden's. Yeah. No, I saw, I saw yeah. the look in your eyes that day. You were passionate. I love this. Honestly, I love this because I'm, when I say I'm a fan of war, I'm not a fan of literal war, but I love stuff about like the Pacific War and World War Two. Yeah. And just there was no war ever like it, at least in American history to this time. Like you have people who have to survive on islands and make do. Yeah. Not not literally, yes, in the fighting, but when they're not fighting, just kind of you know, being there. Yeah, and I think I mean, so this they never really say, I don't know if the war is still going on per se, but they obviously they were men that served in the Pacific. Yeah, it might be after. It might be yeah. because we, we think that as soon as things happen, like the atomic bomb or something, like the war just ends. But you got to sign those peace treaties. Yeah. you got to negotiate. And this... Supposedly that was like all ad libbed. Oh really? Yeah. The, like what a crazy, what a crazy first line of a movie. Just look at how Joaquin Phoenix is like hunched. He's such a great actor. Over. He's such it's the Joker actor. right there. One of the many. Yeah. Can you quickly name every Joker? Uh, Not like animated. Caesar Romero. Oh, I wasn't even counting that. Uh, okay. But we'll count Caesar Romero because. And then Jesus. I mean, what Jack Jack Nicholson. Yeah, we'll start Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he, I mean Heath Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger, I guess. Wow, that was really Jared Leto. Jared Leto, <laughs> and now Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. All 
And then, I mean, the other most famous one is, I know, all the animated, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah. yeah. But the four who, oof. Uh, what Kyle's yeah. ever seen of the film. <laughs> okay, so this is what I think on the episode, definitely listen to the episode with Dan Kim, because um, it's one of his favorite films as well. Back in our archives, Guy. Yeah. At cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. M-E. And she's hot. A little what, disproportionate, but she's hot. Yeah, it's, an, it's an Amazonian. Uh, How you like him. But that's what I think we kind of talked about, what we coined the perv switch, and that's like what this movie is <laughs> is kind of constantly about. It's just all that, like, just meaning, like, the tension and sexual, and like, tension and buildup that you get. T- tension, upon... whether it be sexual or not, you know, whether it be... Yeah. But, like, that's... But then sexually released. And I feel like this whole movie is like... And, al- and it released via alcohol as well, as we're about to see. Like how people process their vices, almost. Yes, it is all... And almost like making sense of it. I know you're a person who, not to get into philosophy, but you're a person who... You're very um, pragmatic when it comes to those kind of things, rather than say, there's a meaning behind it. Yeah, you know? I think so. Yeah. And in this movie, I feel like, whether they're sincere or not, they're trying to find meaning behind their vices. Well, meaning behind their vices, and just like on a on a pragmatic level, as we're gonna see, like like her like discussing a scene is about all these guys, like this generation of guys that served, you know, in World War Two. Okay, so the final United Nations victory has been won. The war is over. Okay, so, okay, so they're, but it's not shown if they like these particular Navy people were in a battle. Well, no, he does, like, talk about, like, when getting, like, psychologically tested gotcha. and, like, like, killed people and stuff like that. But, um... But it's about these guys finding a place, finding purpose after war. Which was still, still yeah. a very realistic thing, but especially at the time, all these people coming back from World War II, mm-hmm. as, you know, everyone's calling them heroes, but you get back and you have to kind of live a normal life. Mm-hmm. Not as a hero, and you know the truth that it wasn't very. It was heroic, yeah, but on a grand scale. But a lot of it was what we saw on that beach. Yeah, this is one of my favorite scenes, just in the sense that P.T. Anderson gets such. I mean, obviously with the help, I'm sure it was casting director, but they also know his style. Mm-hmm. Like these are just such real looking guys, and 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 you get to actually use that, and not to, I don't, you know, like Hollywood, obviously. Tends to be a bit, uh, you know, hiring, like, you know, on the shallow side, I should say. But these guys, I guess, since they're not speaking, they just got such, like, real... Yeah, they look very real. ...looking guys. Even Joaquin Phoenix, now, he's obviously a good-looking man. Yeah. But he has a very interesting look to him. Yeah. And let's talk about, I mean, or at least comment on how this is his, like, first movie back after that whole... I mean, technically he did that, like, mockumentary... Um, so I'm still, I always miss it up with the Bob Dylan. Still, I was I'm listening still, the other day. I'm still here. My, uh, is it, I'm still here. I'm not there. I'm not there. I, uh, I, uh, I was doing up. my um, freshman yearbook special, so I had to listen back to all my old episodes, uh-huh. like here and there. And you and I, and I think Mike Manzi have the same discussion that how one's the Bob Dylan movie and one's the one <laughs> <of him. laughs> So this is a I'm still here. Thing. I'm still here. Yeah. And I'm not there is the Bob Dylan one. Yeah. <laughs> so that, you know, there was, was a lot of backlash from doing that film. Yeah, didn't go over well. Directed by a now also controversial man, Casey Affleck. Yes, and it's funny that we, as a public, not necessarily me, but we as a public, just like 
bashed and started to hate Joaquin Phoenix for doing that. Yeah. And Casey Affleck got like a pass, you know. <laughs> but um, and it's Casey Affleck who's married or was married to his sister or is the other yeah. What well, at one point I don't know if they still are married, but married to Joaquin Phoenix's sister. So they were brother-in-laws. But, um... Oh, I love... I just love these... I, there's so many great scenes that have, um... Like, one-on-one conversations. Yeah. You know? And I just love that P.T. Anderson, like, these angles that he's capturing him in. They're just like awkwardly close and walking Phoenix in this supposedly he got like metal plates to attach to his teeth on. You can see like the right side. Wow. Just to give that extra, like that his like mouth. It's very Godfather esque with like yeah. the cotton swabs. But yeah, this was, so this was his first movie back after that brief, Kind of, I mean, I'm still here split up the four years, but it was kind of like four years of not making movies. What was the one before that? Before I'm Still Here? Mm-hmm. Two Lovers? Oh, gotcha. I know he, like, really got... He, they thought I'm Still Here was going to be, like, the biggest thing ever. He really got into character. I'm Still Here didn't work because of, like, YouTube and just pretty much, like, social media and people showing that... He tried to do, like, a Kaufman bit. Yeah. And I just didn't, like, it was just, we lived in such an accessible world by that point that people were like, no, this is like, he's not trying to be a rapper. Like, you know. Yeah. And that famous David Letterman freak out. Was Letterman in on it or no? I don't know. I love how they replicate the way these portraits looked. Looked, yeah. And I don't know if it's even, like, our perception of it, but, like, it almost had to look like that. Yeah, it's all, like they look very close to like paintings. But you see these in like grandparents' homes. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. In like an oval picture, picture <laughs> frame. Your grandfather was a navy man, right? He was my mother's father. He was didn't serve in World War Two. He was too young, but he was then on a submarine. I think uh, early days of Korea. Gotcha. This, to me, was such an interesting, like, tidbit that I never knew, just from obviously not growing up in the 40s, 50s, maybe even probably continued into the 60s. I think I I saw it on some episodes of Mad Men, but live models walking around in department stores. Yeah, that's such a crazy, so weird, like simple, but But crazy. Yeah, I get it. I'm surprised they don't do it now. You would think in the world, you know. Cost too much slash. Well, if they're also salespeople, <laughs> now we're getting like the economics of how to run a small. Yeah, exactly. Business. Like if that person then also went like, let me take you to the register mm-hmm. right now. But like, it's, it's very... not different than like a perfume person, you know? Yeah, I guess because you're, I don't know, but I mean, there's models out there, so you, I don't, I, I don't know. I was gonna say like maybe because it's sexualizing in some kind of way? Not necessarily, because I don't think the fashion... I don't think so either, but... 
We're not talking about like the lingerie department, like people walking. But around. we should be, <laughs> and, that's we're, and that's we're going to talk about that instead of the master the rest of the time. I just love the music, and the P.T. Anderson is just so good with his music choices too. And so this is another. I mean, as far as the soundtrack goes, or the score, it's uh, you know more Johnny Greenwood. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So Johnny Greenwood was the first time he collaborated with him was There Will Be Blood, which is, you know, so this this is only his second collaboration. And I think we've talked about this before on previous episodes, but you and I went to a great, a fantastic screening of There Will Be Blood. Yeah. At a theater up by the apartment. United Palace. United Palace Theater. Yeah. Johnny Greenwood and an orchestra played while the movie was being shown. It was such an unbelievable experience. I felt like I was there. Yeah, I mean, it was just, I, I kept kind of forgetting that then there was even, because the music is just so captivating, mm-hmm. and obviously the movie itself, visually, um, but I would forget that, like, the orchestra is there, and then kind of, like, look down from the screen and be like, oh, yeah. I really wish uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman was in There Will Be Blood. Um, yeah, I, I think we looked, let me look that up again, I feel like we looked at that one time, and that was, like, maybe a busy year for him. Yeah, probably, and, you know... Um, but that would have been nice. Yeah. I mean, but not, not in place of Daniel. It's Day one Day. of his smaller, it's like that, and, um, uh, oh, God, Punch Drunk Love, that are like his smaller uh, casts. Mm-hmm. So here we go, getting more of the perv switch. Well, they're... I guess both under the influence of alcohol, of like poisonous. <laughs> I mean, all alcohols, po- but like, have you ever made your own alcohol? No, from, I haven't. The, uh... I haven't, and I don't even think I've had like real moonshine before. I've had that like moonshine that you find in like you know, of course, yeah, apple pie moonshine, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I have, well, I shouldn't say this, never mind. But there, will be, there will be Blood 2007, now I'll continue. In the, um, it's not really Moonshine, I guess. <laughs> I just have to say, I love this, like that yeah. whole build up, and then just to this. <laughs> that doesn't look like a, her outfit right there, she looked like she was from the 60s. Almost. Yeah, a little bit, a, but, but I'm not going to say that they weren't accurate here. They yeah. have all the means. This is one of these P.T. Anderson, uh, basically blank check films. Yeah. You know, he gets to do whatever he wants here. Oh, this scene is just so tense. I love how it just... The way he moves. Yeah. I love how it just stays on him until he goes up to the guy. From the best of my recollection. And he's just at this point like this... Yeah, okay, so we follow him up. At this point, he's just... We see, you know, so this is like the first job after World War Two, and we start understanding that he just gets, you know, unsettled and doesn't want to stay in one place and obviously gets, he's yeah. only, he's very, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Self-destructive. Absolutely. That's a little, it's hot. I think we've discussed this. Hoffman was nominated for Best Actor, right? Best Supporting. Oh, Best Supporting. Yeah, yeah. okay. And it's, it's like, debatable. But I think when you watch it from beginning to end, he clearly is the supporting actor here. Yeah, 
Yeah, the movie is about Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know some people at the time were like, oh, it should be Best Actor. And he fin- well, yeah, I mean, that's, it gets into such tricky territories, uh, of, I mean, when people start, I don't know, with the nominations and, oh my god, this, <laughs> this, this scene. I think in the episode we said, not that anyone would understand this, but this is me and Wes. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> but back uh, then like you could fight too like it, yeah. it's bad you probably get fired but like now you do that you get arrested i'm not saying it's a bad thing no but but back then people they let it like yeah finish like boys will be boys <laughs> but um yeah it came uh when it came out in 2012 uh it was his first one back, what was it? Oh, I was looking up what Philip Seymour Hoffman was doing in 2007. So in 2007, yeah, he had, he was doing Savages before The Devil Knows You're Dead and Charlie Wilson's War. Wow. That's a good year. That is a good year. I'm not going to complain then. But now he's working on, you know, a cabbage farm. In the fields. In the fields in California, I believe. Still making that, uh... Making some moonshine, some grain alcohol type... Would you call him an alcoholic? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's just, I think he's just not like doing a, it to numb the pain. A businessman. No, not a, no, he's not. All of a sudden we're gonna, he's not gonna open up a little alcohol... Stand All or... these celebrities with their tequilas and their gins now. Like, I don't Wait, know. who are you asking if I think is an alcoholic? <laughs> no, 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 oh. no. That was a side. <laughs> oh, okay. I know you're not saying Joaquin Phoenix is an alcoholic. No, but he's a chain smoker. Actually, one of the one of the, his movie uh, Reservation Road, I worked a couple of days on, and I met him and the director Terry George. And like when I was kind of like talking with Joaquin Phoenix briefly because I didn't know that that was like unprofessional to approach. <laughs> you didn't know it was unprofessional. Did someone told you? They were like, yeah, you, you don't really do that. Like, you know, especially because I guess it was, you know, because it also was before a scene. So also just for the actors, they're probably getting in the right. Wow. Like, called student. out. Yeah. I mean, I was 19. Oh, wow. I think maybe 20. Did he poison this person? Not on purpose. He d- he's he definitely he made you know makes that crazy strong liquor, and that guy drank way too much of it. One of my favorite shots is coming up. I remember seeing the trailer, which is just one of my favorite like trailers of all time. Hmm. Despite it being not clear. Besides. You said the trailer before it was a little unclear of what the movie was about. Yeah, but it's just like... It's just, oh, I, this is the shot you're This not. one coming up right... Now. I love it. It's such a beautiful... And it's almost like, what era is this, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you see the phone lines, or the whatever lines in the background. There's not too ma- there's not too many special features on this because okay. at this point, Peter Anderson's like, I don't have to do this crap. 
Yeah, but it's also like I would think he would like to do like a comment. I wish he there was a commentary. Anymore. He just makes his money. I'm not saying he <laughs> no, I'm not saying he like that, but in terms of like, he just wants to make his movies, which is yeah, which is fine. Like yeah. he doesn't need to do anything extra. So this is that the slow boat to China? Is it <laughs> the the literal slow boat to China? <laughs> no, because it does play. Like, the actual song plays in the movie, and then Phyllis Hoffman obviously sings it at the end. But, so this you shot... Re- <laughs> but, uh, that would be crazy if we put one on, just totally thinking he was in it. He was, then, yeah. I love that, like, you know, he's we see him, like, dancing. The like, first right time now. we get to see him, right? Yeah. So this shot right here is a dolly shot that I think it might be the longest dolly shot in in movie history. It's just shy. It was 396 feet. Wow. And the reason, the, like, in the special feature, it's like, like, some guy just going around with, like, a regular video camera. And they're like, oh, you don't want to do the extra four feet? And he's like, we ran out. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, uh, so there's he's the king of these kind of shots, B.T. Anderson, anyway, so I'm not surprised he would have the record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many movies, I mean, even including his, but like, like a single take shot, like there's much longer ones, like that, the first fight in Creed and stuff like that, but, uh, as far as the Dolly shot. No, no, Dolly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I love that, leaving San Francisco. I mean, to me, when I think of P.T. Anderson shots, I think of party Dolly shots, you know? Yeah. Whether it's through the party... Or this is not through it, but we get to see it. San Francisco, magical city. Hobbitown. He's back at sea. The sea called him. Yeah. You must respect the sea. Is she a siren? Ooh, this the movie's actually a mermaid tale. <laughs> huh. His hunch is so crazy. Yeah, his hunch. I just love that he was like checking his pockets. He's just so I mean Walking Phoenix was nominated for Best Actor, Amy Adams, Best Supporting Actress, Philip Seymour Hoffman, his last nomination ever, Best Supporting, and I will always be angry that he lost it to Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. Django Waltz. Unchained. Yes. Yes. How great is the using that color, that splash of color? Yeah. Most people would consider that a mistake, you know? Yeah, but that's, I love, they call it, you know, dirtying the lens dirtying the frame and so it's great just even before like when he was raising his arm a little bit then it was a like half of the you know frame left in the bottom just perfectly putting the focus it's pushing the focus onto walking phoenix what a technical episode we have yeah sorry gets (laughs) gets nerdy people Ha, ha, ha.
You think he really told him that? I think so, yeah, probably. Like, he's probably just, like, used to, in in his drunkenness, coming up <laughs> with, like, excuses. Work is difficult to come by. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's just right away... I mean, at least, obviously, the way that Philip Seymour Hoffman's playing it is just, you see, like, his fascination. And I think, I mean, this movie... I mean, just the fact that the DVD... I mean, we saw a Rorschach test being done... The DVD cover, like, one of one of the posters for it is that, like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is in the middle, so he's not bended, and you have... That's a Blu-ray, Kyle. What uh, said DVD. DVD. Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you got Philip Seymour Hoffman, you know, on either side, Amy Adams on either side, and then just the single image of Joaquin Phoenix. And I think that's m- what I would like to think that that means, is that, like what you see with him is kind of what you get. There is no, you know, Amy Adams gets a little paranoid in this and thinks that he might be a spy for somebody and trying to sabotage, you know, uh, the cause and all that. And I think that the people that have this duality is Philip Seymour Hoffman is Amy Adams. You know, as I don't think they ever give her, Oh, Peggy, her name's Peggy Hmm. Lancaster and Peggy. It's funny that, like, names don't really matter. Yeah. Although it is a great name, Lancaster Dodd. I love he wants... I don't remember, did the did the Master take any awards at our uh, end-of-year award ceremony? For... I'll have to re-listen to that. To... I don't remember if it did. I don't think so. Naughtiness. This this naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> what is the runtime on this? It is two hours and eighteen minutes. Oh, I thought it was longer. It just feels longer, not in a bad way. I feel like we're taking a little bit of an emotional journey, you know. Well, because, I mean, obviously, <laughs> this is right away opens up the cabinetry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, and that, and that, that is also why, like, I get how some people don't like it. Because it's not even a movie that's a slow burn, because it doesn't no. come to one ultimate climax. No. There's kind of like, I mean, the two biggest moments are, like, when they have, like, their falling outs, which are when, uh, they're fighting in the jail, in the jail cell, and Joaquin Phoenix is calling them out on bullshit. I guess when they're in that, like, fancy apartment. That's kind of a... Yeah, the fancy scene. apartment, but mo- more than when Joaquin Phoenix then just, like, leaves them in the desert, rides off on the, mm. on the motorcycle. Mm. 
Yeah, Freddie I know. Mercury. Freddie, Freddie Mercury. Mercury. I know. Freddie we've Mercury. got. We have we, right on screen. We have two best actors shaking hands. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't like. No offense to like Rami Malek, but fuck you. No, oh, no, no, no. I'm no. sorry. I just don't feel like he's the best actor. Like it doesn't feel like that to me. He hasn't earned it. I don't want to say that because I think he did really good at playing Freddie Mercury. That wasn't his fault. It's just. I mm. like him a lot. I no, I do. I do like him. It's just there, really what's this guy's name. It kind of looks like him and Matt Damon combined. Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons. Yeah. He makes a great like. He's very well casted as Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Yes. <laughs> great speech. I look at his hair. Oh. <laughs> Would you start a cult? <laughs> no. I don't want to be responsible for that many people. Like for You know, that is true. Like, we've discussed this before. You don't like being responsible for people. I mean, like, I like being responsible in, like, a, a smaller moment. Like, I guess responsible in the sense, like, when I host something. Or, like, even in a work. Like that's more for the environment. Or but like even to be like for the environment. Yeah. And then even like I I do want to direct and produce, so like again, I guess responsible in that way, but point being no, not a not a, not a cult. Not, not a cult, a, like but a, I don't know. This is just maybe we'll psychologically analyze you here and we will roar shark roar shark test you. But who's watching the watchman? That's my question. So this whole time I love it. The dragon I got a leash on. I'm going to take it for a walk. That's... Speaking of dragons, did you like Game of Thrones the ending? I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, that's what I... I mean, it. you know, what I feel like most people, uh, you know, is just a metaphor, what they're doing with a cult, but then specifically in this Dra- relationship... The dragon's a metaphor? I thought it was actually there. <laughs> I'm just joking. Jeez. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> Uh, no, no I know. Even I know. what, like, what, like, you know, this whole movie, he is t- trying to tame Freddy. Like, and Freddy is then Lancaster's, like, id. He is just the unleashed version, and he wants to tame him. I can see he, that. I can see he, that. And he can't. I'm excited to actually watch this with subtitles because I feel like I'm going to pick up on a few more things than I haven't before because this is a movie with like great little lines thrown in there. More of your potion. It is. He's created dragon's potion. He's created this like... <laughs> I like all the flying and the magic. <laughs> is that a uh, old school... Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Andy, yeah. Dick, Andy Dick at old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crouching Tiger and Dragon. <laughs> I, I I say that every once in a while. I, 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 it's a fun line to say. In intimate moments? Yes. <laughs> Upon climax. <sorry. laughs> it's a movie that we're. Okay, person, if, so. if anyone is, is PG listening. Well, watching yeah, the master. The master. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> Isn't it just? Cr- this is a movie. Actually, I would love to talk 
to uh, <laughs> Rami Malek about it's Malek Mal- Malik Malek. I hear people say Malik. Malik. Oh no, that's right. Sorry, I hear yeah, people that's... say that. I, mean, yeah. I, don't, I could be wrong. No, I think I that's right. Personally. Yeah. And Amy Adams, frequent, yeah. frequent Philip Seymour Hoffman collaborator. Yeah, the uh, with Doubt and uh, why am I blanking on Master, this one? With, well, the, yeah. Why, what are we missing? <laughs> wow, we're off our game today. Just with the trivia. Just with the trivia. Yeah. There's, oh, Charlie Wilson's war she's in? She is? Yeah. She's like his uh, right hand. She's oh, yeah. Right yeah, hand yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not the one we're thinking of, I don't think. No, it's the Buzz That, Doubt, and... Uh... Maybe it's just those three? Yeah, I think it's those three. But those yeah. are big movies, so... Yeah. Is this what's her name? Jillian Bell yeah. from Workaholics. Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you know why she was cast in this movie? Why? Because P.T. Anderson loves Workaholics. Makes sense. That's Makes just, sense. he, well, I mean, he's, so, you know, P.T. Anderson's married to Maya Rudolph. Yeah. He you know, loves, he works with Adam Sandler because he loved Adam Sandler and, like, he loves silly comedy. And so it's just great that he, like, a show, Comedy Central show like Workaholics and then Jillian Bell gets to be in a P.T. Anderson movie and, like, you know. I a loved, dramatic piece. I loved her in not a high school movie because I think this one's a college movie, but a twenty two. Twenty two Jump Street, Jump Street yeah, yeah, she's great. So this is when we start getting into the ties of Scientology. So the it's that whole uh they do forms of hypnosis in Scientology and then it's uh called I forget what they call it in this, but then it's called auditing, mm-hmm. which is weird. Uh, Instead of like auditing your taxes, it's yeah. auditing your your soul, essential, your yeah. spirit. I wish I could like I was skinny enough to pull off the really high pants. Yeah, Phoenix is pulling off. You could, but you'd look like like I'm not saying you personally. I look like, like the Michelin Man. I'm wearing a Michelin Land shirt. Whoa! <laughs> That's totally. Weird. That is weird. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't pay attention to your shirt. No, uh. Maybe subliminal. But you kind of look like, like a, what's, I don't know if it's Laurel or Hardy. It's like the fat yeah. one. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, not you personally. I'm saying it's like, okay. if you're not skinny. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. You just <laughs> I have the same thoughts. I just never verbalized them. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just constantly looking. At all the women. I love they're listening to Lancaster's voice. Oh, it, this pisses me off, this movie. Like, not because I don't like it or anything like that, but, like, just the ego of anyone, too, like, who would really start a cult like that. Yeah, I mean, but the, and, that, and then that's why, uh... That's, that's why it's just, like, a great... Um, yeah, it's because, because people are just so vulnerable after World War II. I think it's just like a lot. I mean, there's women on the boat. Not that women didn't serve in World War II, but <laughs> uh, I was trying to get into the politics of that. Uh, but, uh, but just, yeah, that v- vulnerable, vulnerable <laughs> state of mind. Sorry, people. I'm that, just, was bad, that was a bad, that was a bad I think we're just off. Stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I know what you mean. Especially well, you're looking for problem. purpose after the war. You're looking for yeah. an answer. The purpose is pretty clear during war. 
Yeah. At least in that war. Well, and people are also telling you you're commanded. What the hell? So there is alcohol on the, on the ship. I guess they had a wedding. So. Yeah. But then he makes, he, you know, he's chopping it up. He's splitting it up between all this and like the fuel and all that. I wonder where he came up with the idea for this, like boat fuel wine or whatever it is. Oh, I, I can, I can, I can, I can, I can, like who, wait, who came up with it? Time out. Okay. Foodie film? Is it? It's a foodie scene, yeah. Would you count this as a foodie scene? Is it on your list of foodie scenes? It could be. (laughs) Um, I love Philip Sternhoffen's reaction in three, two, one. Note that the subtitles call him the master. got the idea the character or like pt anderson for pt anderson so uh you know jason robars who is in magnolia yeah he was a world war ii veteran and told pt anderson oh, wow. that, they, that they used to do this wow yeah yeah that was one of his um biggest inspirations hearing stories from jason robards when they became friendly via um magnolia and then the other is John Huston's film Let There Be Light, which is one of the. I mean, it's not. It's not few. Like the special features aren't few in the sense of like length, because he has Let There Be Light, the documentary, as a special feature on here because okay. it was such a big inspiration for uh, Freddie's story and everything like that. Gotcha. And then, like I said, then there's the. Uh, I think I said it on. In between episode, or when we were announcing that the master was, you know, one of the uh, two films that we were po- we were going to cover, and there's that twenty minute thing called the back beyond. Back beyond. And so it's all like deleted scenes, but they turned it into a twenty minute short film, and it's amazing. I wonder so. if there are like enough boogie nights deleted scenes to do something. Definitely. I feel like there has to be. But also a lot, like, they, there was just a lot of shots, like, B-roll shots, like, non-dialogue scenes. Mm. So it kind of works as far as, I don't know how, how, if, like, there's dialogues, I would think there's more dialogue scenes in Boogie Nights that were deleted, and so I don't know if they would make sense in, like, some kind of order. Gotcha. Versus this, like, they're just kind of creating a, you know visualized now question you know, experience is this and now why am I forgetting the title are there only two P.T. Anderson and Joaquin Phoenix films Inherent Vice Inherent Vice in this that's it yeah okay. and that was even supposed to be Robert Downey Jr. at first which I could totally see like, yeah I know they would play it differently mm-hmm. but I could totally see you know why because I think of the Robert Downey Jr. in um, Zodiac mm-hmm. like that reminds me what a good Robert Downey Jr. in Zodiac. So good. That's a famous food scene, the blue concoction. <laughs> uh, Zodiac, the best movie with no climax. <laughs> like, there's that great climactic moment. Yeah. But you couldn't do anything because the killer wasn't found. So good. Oh, such a perfect movie. And we'll be seeing, or we had just seen, July 1st. No, no, no. Tomorrow, technically. 
or the day after, we'll be seeing Spider-Man Far From Home with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll be covering that on High School An Super actor Party. who's only gotten better and better. And Zodiac was like the first film that made me really go like, wow. Yeah, but the one that put me over the top was, what's his name, where he's like the video camera guy? Oh, God, what is that? People were off today. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler. Like, I, I started to buy in at Zodiac. We saw it together, I think. I think we saw yeah. Nightcrawler together. But once I saw Nightcrawler, I'm like, this guy, he's going to do something awesome. Yeah. You know? Not that Nightcrawler wasn't awesome. But he's gonna keep doing awesome yeah. things. He's not. It's not just like here and there. Like he just really did kind of have like a career change. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that he. I mean, you know, I'm not a Donnie Darko fan. High but, school movie. Yes, but like I, uh, but I get how people like it, and then how you know, and and it, and it's a and it's a good performance for him, at especially a young age. It's not you know he didn't tar- didn't start out as like a teen heartthrob. Everything keeps coming full circle to me. Like I was just thinking about Donnie Darko because I was listening to Tears for Fears, Mad World, which is like a different band does that song on that movie. So okay, full circle, new wave, the sailing vessel, not the ship, the sailing <laughs> vessel. Is this the most, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman we get in a P.T. Anderson film? Most Philip Seymour Hoffman we get in a P.T. Anderson... As crazy as that sounds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's still not the lead. No, he is the master. Wait, wait, this is... Yeah, totally. Right, yeah. 100% way the most by, by, like... I could. I don't even know how much more like percentage increase. Isn't it crazy to think that we so identify Philip Seymour Hoffman with P.T. Anderson? He never once was the true lead of the film. No, not even. Not even. Clo- I mean, like this would be the closest, but it's still not even close because this is Joaquin Phoenix's story. Yeah, but I mean, like, and then the next one being. I mean, I know he's in Boogie Nights a lot, but like he definitely has more dialogue in. Uh, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. And of course, you know, Heart Eight. Heart Eight, the... yeah. But it's so crazy that, like, we're used to watching these movies and be like, oh, here's the Hoffman scene. Yeah. But there's so many of them. You know what I like? His, like, five o'clock shadow. His, like, white, yeah. blonde five o'clock shadow. His Sandy, Lyle. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Joaquin Phoenix is competitive enough to try to, like, almost want to win this, you know? Yeah. Look at the way, again, it's like, the way his, like, mouth, like, because it's shut on the right side. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that, and he starts, the tears start building up. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he's so literal about it, too, you know, which is great. Yeah. Uh, 
This scene is heartbreaking. With the unfortunate passing of our main man, I really do think Joaquin Phoenix then takes the title of just like greatest living actor. Hmm. Greatest working living actor. Controversial take, but yeah, he's certainly up there. Does he have a best actor? No. 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 Nominated for this, nominated for Walk the Line. Was he nominated for Inherent Vice? No. No, that was... While this might be polarizing, that was kind of... I don't know. People weren't big fans of Inherent Vice. That and, I would say, Phantom Thread, too. Didn't People didn't go gaga over Phantom Thread. Didn't he win for that, though? Who? Daniel Day-Lewis? No. Phantom Thread? Then he would he have... Win again. No, then he would have four. Oh, that's what... Okay. Which is... Yeah. Four would make... So I mean, it's my left foot. Three has made him, like, yeah. untouchable. Four has made him, like, immortal. Four would make him immortal. Yeah. My left foot, uh, there will be blood, right? Yeah. And Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln. I always... Yeah, Lincoln. I love it. The navy blues. Sailor yeah. cap. Think about it, if he, if Daniel Day-Lewis comes out of retirement, which we know he will at some point, come on, and he wins another Oscar, I, it would He was win. nominated, though, for Phantom Thread. He might have been, probably, because, like, how do you not nominate Daniel Day-Lewis? Daniel Day-Lewis, to me, is the greatest living is actor. The male, he's not working. Ma- the but, male Meryl Streep. But he's also, no, because Meryl Streep's lost a lot, Daniel Day-Lewis hasn't lost a lot. Like, he, Yeah, his, the ratio of, yeah. And... Dana Delos was only in one film recently that I would consider was like, I think it was called like Nine. Yeah. I think his wife either directed it or wrote it. That's why. The one film that I would consider is not like a man. Meryl Streep does like Mamma Mia and stuff, you know. Which is a fun movie. It's fun. <laughs> but I'm saying you'd rarely see Dana Delos in fun yeah. films. Yeah. Or no, yeah, ever. Nine. I still liked him in Nine. I no, I'm not saying it was nine, bad, but that's yeah. definitely not like a movie where he was like gunning for the Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. This is the girl he was talking about? Yeah. She's very young. I forgot about that. And she's, like, tall. And she kind of looks like she's related to Jesse Plemons. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're the same nose. You nose guy? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I like Not... different types of noses. Okay, you know, some people are into it, some people aren't. No, I wouldn't say it's so. <laughs> He's just so skinny. Yeah, he is. So this, I'm cur- So they never like really get into it, but back in the day, like schools would, or I'm sure probably churches too, but would have people especially, like, women, like, write to soldiers. Like, my mom wrote to a soldier that she didn't know Mm. that was in Vietnam. Oh, really? And so I think that's what this... Oh, gosh. How this formed, if I was kidding. Because they never really say, because they just met for the first time, and he's wearing his navy blue, so I think it's, like, post, you know, war, or maybe he's... Is it a flashback? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, obviously, but, like, I didn't know it was that, like, from right when he left the war. And then, so he, you know, didn't even know that she was 16. 
but then I'm sure, I mean, then he just kind of, from what I gauge, is like then kind of put her on like a pedestal. pedestal. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But... And so it's interesting because, like, look at look if look look at the way he's studying him right there, and that's like. So I think this is the new. I think when they started this scene, he was saying this is like a new way that he's going to start studying people. Mm. So it's you know because that's the whole thing. Like it's ever the cause is uh, ever so growing, and he's like finding out new things. Like later in the movie when he releases his second book, Laura Dern questions uh, the master on something, how he f- words worded something in the book and how that would contradict it in the past book. Mm. But that's just, I mean, religions do that all the time too. <laughs> it's hard to start a new religion. You can't imagine it's easy. I remember my mom saying the day that she found out that they got rid of Limbo. They're like, yeah, Limbo doesn't exist anymore. She's like, where did all the unbaptized dead babies go? Another question for another podcast. I know. I'm really bringing up some odd questions here. But... (laughs) No, I'm trying to find where this actress is from. I I, I can't recall ever seeing her. He finds such interesting people. It's it's crazy that like we go into these almost like mini movies, you know, like these like s- little not vignettes, but like we're away from the Lancaster thing. We we pop back in from time to time, but we we see the saga of this. The f- yeah, the flashback of their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is just his whole post-naval career. And just it's post-naval, but before the photography job. I th- yeah. Because, supposedly, I think the character is supposed to be from um, Lynn, Massachusetts. Gotcha. And so I think it's more like he's leaving the East Coast, and then we see him having a career That's true, it's in California. Coast, yeah. Yeah. Wow, this movie lost money. What? I don't huh. think they made it. You know, to make money, but thirty-two million budget, twenty-eight million uh, box office. I wonder, does that that's that's like theater gross, right? So I wonder, like DVDs and that or Blu-rays. Yeah, that that's theater gross. So I'm sure since then it's like at least broken even. Yeah. I love the music, Johnny Greenwood's score. Another uh, inspiration for this film was the life of John Steinbeck, oh, famous writer. Yeah, and I love these shots of the, I guess the, what do you want to call that the tra- the trail the trailway of the boat. Yeah, in different colors, and it's just such a it's a a cleanser, you know. Like they show that, and then. His auditing is, or whatever they're calling this part, you know, he's done. Some other facts, I'm sure you read these. This shot almost entirely in 65mm 65 65 film stock. Millimeter, yeah. 
What does it mean by saying it's the first fiction feature to be shot and released in 70mm? If it was shot in 65. Say that one was the first fiction feature? The first fiction feature to be shot and released in 70mm since Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet, I'm saying. Okay. But if it's shot in 65, it's released in 70? Yeah, because that's what mo- most are... You, you then have to use that extra... Um, I wrote it down because just for like math purposes. So it's 65 then printed on 70. So that extra five millimeters that's used for space of, um, six tracks of sound. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Would never have guessed. (laughs) They're done. So let's go have a drink again. I know that doesn't taste good, but it looks good. It looks like you're a juice guy. It looks like a tropical drink you'd have at a resort or something. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I know it doesn't taste like that. <laughs> you love his drinking reactions. Yeah. It's <laughs> they're kind of they're they're perfect. And his face just gets so red. <laughs> Cuz he's not acting. He's I just love look, the back and forth between the two of them. One of the biggest, the, you know, you know, it's incredibly sad that Philip Seymour Hoffman passed, but like, if you're going to be like, what, what's one of the things that you think about, you know, that makes you sad? It's like, I feel like these guys would have teamed up again for another fantastic oh, yeah. movie. Not even necessarily a P.T. Anderson oh, movie. Yeah. No, because I couldn't but, see Hoffman and Harry Potter's. The minty flavor. Yes, is it one of your favorites? Because they cut right before they couldn't get a single take where Philip Seymour Hoffman didn't start laughing. <laughs> Would you, if you had to smoke cigarettes, would you smoke Cools? Because of the minty flavor. Yeah, because of the minty flavor. <laughs> what was the girl's name who was the love of his life? Do you remember her first name? Oh, um... If you don't, it's fine. No, but oh, you're looking on IMDb. Well, I was on Wikipedia for facts. I just want to see if oh, you okay. her. I'll look at IMDb. Freddie Quill. This is the Philip Seymour Hoffman voice. Clark. That's uh, wow. Rami's character's name. Huh. I love this whole uh, setup here, by the way. Yes. By the way, in the first week, it only did $4 million, this film. Well, I assisted in that. So. Amy Adams. How many times has she been nominated? Because she's been nominated a bunch. She's won. No, she might be the new Meryl Streep if she doesn't win. Though I haven't seen her lately in too much stuff, right? Um, no. I mean, well, she then she had that like HBO miniseries too. Oh, true. She's been a lot. She's in a lot. She is in a lot of stuff. She's really good in that, so I'm not going to complain. Totally. Sharp objects. Some delicious treats inside. <laughs> Kyle, I feel like you've hosted not parties like this, but... Ah, oh, he drinks an old-fashioned. That's so great. You've gone into Lancaster Dodd mode at one of your parties. Yes. What city is this in, do we know? They're in New York now. Oh, she was in Vice. I forgot about that. Amy Adams was in Vice. Yeah. <laughs> decides not to take it. <laughs> Even then, it's kind of like a sexualized figurine. Oh, absolutely. I think that's important. 
It's the auditing of uh So FYI, Amy Adams has been nominated six times for an Academy Award. Yeah. Oh for six. Junebug, Doubt, The Fighter, The Master, American Hustle, and Vice. Yeah, a lot of supporting actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them were supporting except uh, American Hustle. Yeah. So this is also when it gets more into Scientology territory. Yeah. She starts talking about past lives, and that's the whole, one of the bigger theories of Scientology. Do you think Lancaster buys in? Like, do you I think he I think after a while, yeah, then he starts... Believing his own shit, almost. Yeah, Definitely. So, um, supposedly, not supposedly, P.T. Anderson did show a private screening to Tom Cruise because they became friends. Really? Because of Magnolia. And and this is supposedly Tom Cruise got very upset, but then nothing else has been, like, shared because they decided to, you know, that they're still friends and they'll keep it a private, you know, like, won't comment on it to the public. First of all, I don't know why he thought that was a good idea to show Tom Cruise. I'm not surprised he got upset. They don't like try to pretend it's not Scientology here. They they don't say it, but come on, there's so many things. Oh, we were talking about this guy, I think, recently, Silicon Valley he was on. Yeah. And he unfortunately passed away. Yeah, he passed, um, why am I blanking on his name? Great. Tragically passed away. Yeah, he, to, he's, he's great. Due to cancer. Good character actor. And that's not an insult. I hate when people say that's an insult. Christopher Evan Welch. Yeah, Christopher Evan Welch. He was in Lincoln. He was in Lincoln. He's in a lot of good stuff. He's a good. He's a good actor. He was. Some proof. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah. It's very analytical. Yeah. Which is why he was great. I mean, and then he's also definitely supposed to be on the spectrum in Silicon Valley. <laughs> but just like that. Yeah, he bought, was great. Yeah. By the way, only one actress has more Academy Award nominations than Amy Adams and Without a Win. Can you name that actress? Um, n- not, not off the top of my head. Could I, uh, Julia Robert? No, she's one. So you said without, uh, I don't know. I'm going to say films, and you're going to guess it by, uh, I'm going to go from most recent to most in the past, okay? Okay. The Wife, Albert Knobs, Dangerous Liaisons, Fatal Attraction, The Natural, The Big Chill. Oh, the, uh, wait. The World Mm. According to Garp. All nominated. Glenn Close? Glenn Close, yes. Mm. The big chill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this scene is so awkward. This is what I was saying. This to yeah. me is like one of the most tense scenes. It might be my favorite scene in the entire film. Yeah. You love these intellectual debates at parties. Oh, so much. Especially, <laughs> especially when people have... Are intoxicated <laughs> and st- start to spew uh, theories and 
philosophies and He, like, almost starts making a good point, but then loses his cool. Yeah. And, well, we'll hear him say it, but calls the guy a pick fuck. He's he's almost ready for this kind of debate, but in his mind, because he's so arrogant, he expects him, after saying stuff like that, to, like, yeah. acquiesce. Yeah. Do you think she buys in? I think she sees something that her husband is good at. I don't know if she necessarily buys in. Pig fuck, we got your lines. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, yeah, and our host, hostess just, yeah, he loses, he loses all credibility right there. And, you I know, mean, or, you, you know. You say pig fuck and you're trying to look holier than thou. <laughs> 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 that's why Joaquin Phoenix or, or Freddy is so amazing yeah because he, he's really the same guy the entire time yeah then he goes the the baboon route of yeah look at all those award nominated people in this elevator right here I wrote a very interesting article a while ago probably when the movie came out um of how it's just like, who is the master? I always believed it's Philip Seymour well, Hoffman. Yeah, come on. Like, like, I think we're thinking and he's being called ma- No, but like in a theory, they're like, oh, she is kind of in control of it all. I mean, fair, fair. I thought they were saying like Joaquin Phoenix somehow. Like, no, no, no. Fair, okay. Especially because there's that scene coming up where she kind of comes up from behind him and, again, sexually controls him. And puts them in place. I would, I would, I tried to find, like, I would love P.T. Anderson, like, a a video of him saying, like, this is what I was going for, this is... Because it is a a sexual movie, but it's, but it just has its, you know... I mean, it it begins and ends with sex. Like Boogie Nights. Not really. Boogie Nights is more sex in the middle. Or, I mean, lit- literal sex, it ends with, in the beginning, it's very, you know, sexualized Sexual, on the beach yeah. between even the men wrestling with one another, the sand figure, uh, him jerking off into, like, the ocean. It's very, it's very the town. <laughs> I can't tell you what we're doing. I can't tell you. Like, look at, like, the dirt on his suit. Yeah. It's amazing. I love his tie. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's just totally... And then he keeps the camera out here. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah, he's just trying to... He's he's a grunt. He's doing... And that's why, like, at moments I get when people are in... You know, like, when... Like, oh, so is, like... Philip Seymour Hoffman is the master, like, the lead. Like, he, Freddy kind of takes, like, a bit of, like, a supporting role at some points. But he's supporting him, but he's still the lead, yeah. you know? Yeah. And this is his story. I, I get that, but... It just is fantastic how much Philip Seymour Hoffman we get in this role. And that's an excellent point you brought up of just... It's naughty boy. such... Yeah. <laughs> Smoking is cools. It's only because he doesn't seem to, like, comprehend a little, you know? Yeah, he's a bit, yeah. Again, just that hint into the world of Scientology. And just a payoff for their last uh, scene together. I like, again, you, you see Jesse Plemons a lot. Not, I mean, it's a very different role, but not uh, dissimilar to Scotty J, you know. A couple yeah, lines yeah. here or there, but he's in almost every major scene. And now in Philadelphia. It's a nice house. It is. Probably like 30 bucks on that day. There's just, I love, I love the color palette of this movie. There's just so many, like, just even the awning, blue and red, she's wearing blue and red. And like the, the way he's using the film, you kind of feel what the temperature is there, you know? Yeah. Well, you just get so much more detail when you shoot in 65. And again, Freddie, cool. Uh, you know, the master's daughter, the red. Laura Dern. Classic. Amazing. Beautiful. Everyone loves Laura Dern. I love her purple hair in Last Jedi. Big Little Eyes. Jurassic Park. What's the movie you like? The Rocketeer. The Rocketeer? Not the Rocketeer. <laughs> What's the one? I mean... Um, no, I'll, I'll get the title right now. I mean, Citizen Ruth. Citizen Ruth. <laughs> I wonder if... Fat Man Little Boy. Fat Man, is that weird? No, that's not oh, what I was okay. thinking of. I was thinking of uh, October Sky. Oh. <laughs> I was not thinking of Fat Man Little Boy. Doesn't she get... No, she dies in October Sky. Spoiler alert, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. It's all coming full circle. Isn't it funny that in Doubt, again, also Amy Adams, he also plays a religious leader who does sermons like this? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this is. Oh uh, yeah, that would be like a good pairing with this. Companion like we've done piece. our. We've done our. Yeah, companion piece. We did our. Poli- we have our political kind of movies and religious movies. Yeah. So, you know, we, this, we this beat the religious movie beat the political movie of Charlie Wilson's War. Yeah, mustache versus mustache. <laughs> the battle of which? Which? What won best mustache? Hmm, I gotta figure that out. Yeah. Okay, so this is definitely one of the one of your favorite. <laughs> no, yes, it is such a weird scene that I, I like. We don't. I guess we just get a bit more insight into what Freddy's mind is. And he's a very, he kind of very much has like. You know, he's a one thought, single, single vision kind of guy. Like you. And most, and most of it is just sexualization of everything. I mean, when we get to it, I'll ask, but I mean, I guess I'll preemptively ask. What, like, is that what you think the scene means? It's just like a fantasy of his? Obviously, it doesn't Yeah, I don't think everyone, yeah, I don't think, like, in between this shot and then now, everyone's gone. No, 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 no. And and again, it's just the women. A lot of Merkins in But do you scene. think it represents... Do you think they're Merkins? Is yeah. that it? I was... I was yeah, there was... I watched a video, <laughs> video of them talking about the Merkins. But do you think it represents anything? Or is it just literally, he's a pervert and this is really what he's thinking of? If it represents more than just that, I... It's, it's lost on me. I'm not, I'm not a... Uh, Smart, smart enough man for it. I just see it as, cause it's even the shot, while I wouldn't call it a POV shot, it is from his angle. Yeah. And then the fact that it's just the women. Literally and, all the women too. It's yeah, not just like, yeah, exactly. It's not, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Not that again, they're all very beautiful people. That's not what I mean. You know what I mean? That's not like the one he's no, attracted you've got, to. It's all, all all ages. Peggy's pregnant. Everyone's white, but yeah, but that's also. Um, P.T. Anderson was supposedly thinking of using his kids in this movie at one point, just so like in the, not in that scene, not in that scene. Oh, okay, no, but just like as like there's like kids in the movie, but then decided not to use them because they wouldn't be like era. Correct because of their of mixed race. Oh, okay. it's a very white. Like the cause is very white. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And it's conscious. It's not like just you want. To, yeah. I see what you mean now about the master theory that Amy Adams could be the master. Yeah, because at first we're not sure what she's doing there, and then it becomes pretty obvious. And again, so the fact that you played these two scenes back and forth, and while, I mean, pretty obviously that that scene is from like Freddie's perspective, that just I think it helps play to my thought of that Freddie is the master's like id, mm. because mm. Freddie just experienced that in his mind, and now Peggy is seeing something that she's like, I need to control my husband right now. And, and make sure he knows, like, <laughs> he can get that from me. I wonder how many how many times in uh, 
happiness being the craziest of Philip Seymour Hoffman releasing himself. Is that a- <laughs> <laughs> I did not count that. I do not have a, a roster of yeah. a register of how many times our main man came to completion on screen. Before the devil knows you're dead. <laughs> Before the devil knows you're dead, yeah. And just even here, it, it's 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 interesting because I mean, you know, we had Freddy for a while, and then Lancaster has definitely taken over, and then we're getting these scenes with Peggy really taking control. You know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. The main character kind of does shift, but I still think overall it's no, it still a is. Story. But oh, I, I don't think I finished my thought earlier. But like, it does get into a tricky place of who's just even in the academy's eyes of like then you know who's an actor who's a supporting actor because freaking uh, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor for Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, it he's literally su- he's literally he's supporting Clarice in that movie. Yeah, but even <laughs> even I know, like, and he's in the movie for eight total minutes. Or I don't necessarily like that. agree that you have to su- be supporting no, somebody I don't, else. No, I don't. No, I don't think that. But he is. But I think and like, who the story is framed around. Like yeah. the story could be framed around someone who's supporting somebody. But theoretically, if we're walking in their shoes most of the time, they're the lead. Yeah. So, and that movie's. Very much Clarice. No, yes. There's no clearer lead than yeah. Clarice. And it's not like a 50-50 thing either where you see with some films. Yeah. So it's... Oh, I like this too. I forgot about this. Yeah. Don't you know he's making it all up? Yeah. And that's such like a son thing to say. Like a son in this kind of mm-hmm. realm. And there's just an interesting dynamic between like... I'm pretty sure um, that uh, he says his name right now. What's what's was Jesse Plemons character's name? The uh, son. I don't know. No, yeah, um, Val. Val. And like, I think Val is supposed to be from another. Yeah, no, no, he's not. Marriage, Amy, right? He's yeah, not. He's Amy, not. Amy, Amy, not supposed to be because, and then Lancaster has two daughters with. Uh, Peggy. Peggy. It's only because, uh, you know, Freddy's almost a surrogate son to Lancaster. Yeah. And Val is his actual son, but clearly kind of just along for the ride. What a weird cop car. Yeah, red police car. I feel like they must have done their research. And yeah, no, they wouldn't like... just pull that out of their ass. <laughs> he hears, hears them outside, but he's just he's trying to finish up the auditing. (laughs) 
Have we ever seen Philip Hoffman arrested in another film? I technically he gets detained and like arrested of sorts in like Mission Impossible. Fair, fair, yeah. So Mildred was the one from New York. Gotcha. The older woman that it was her boat, and then putting him up the one that had the party. Laura Dern's so good. Like, yeah. really, like, in, in little lines here or there. I mean... <laughs> I love Phil Hoffman's <laughs> face right here. Freddy just... He never fits in with the rest of them. You no. know, like... He he was just itching for a fight. Like I I just I, I can't help but like just not think again in that moment that like that's what he wanted to yes. do. You know, I agree. It's I agree. Just, it's just it's just the and like oh oh <laughs> I'm looking at the yeah, you're, the you're Rorschach the Blu-ray cover. Blu-ray cover. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just and I, you know like I mean because someone with PT Anderson we'll have to post that on our yeah, Instagram, so, Twitter, and Facebook. Like something you know, someone like PT Anderson, everything is such a distinct choice. The fact that like he has you know the master pointing up in this poster on this Blu-ray cover and pointing at you know at Freddy. what do you see in that image? <laughs> and again, look look how composed Lancaster Dodd is yeah. compared to Freddy. I love his like pant leg is already like ripped and Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This feels like a Joaquin choice. Yeah. So this was a Oh shit. Okay, so this where they filmed was like a historical site. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. and, and he ruined that toilet. Yeah. And they got in big trouble for it. I would imagine yeah. so. And he's like, I didn't think it would break. It's like, oh. <laughs> and you kind of got to roll the punch there. Yeah. Which tells you, again, this was like a one-shot deal. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't cut away from this. No. And they're not going to re-put the toilet back. No, they just they then cut once they're... I don't think they ever go on Freddy's... Into Freddy's side, I think. Then they go into Lancaster's. More Scientology talk. Do they ever get into like the alien aspects? No. They just talk, they mention space. Gotcha. I would never have to, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I would never, if I was walking in Phoenix, I would guess that the toilet would just break, because, like, no other prisoner has ever tried to do that. Yeah. I still wouldn't have done it. He just physically is giving everything to yeah. this role. Very, very, like, uh, well, Method is still, like, when you're staying in character the whole time, which I don't know if he did, but just... No, it's not necessarily a strict method, but it's certainly... You can tell he believes he's that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
he yeah he just gets less of this yeah higher but, holier than thou and yeah just like himself your son hates you is there anything more like hurtful to say to a father <laughs> not not much no. <laughs> but it happens to all of us <laughs> they start arguing with the other jail song. yeah And so you see how he's like bleeding out the one side of his mouth. That's, yeah. That's like because then he was hitting and it was hitting the metal plates in his mouth. Gotcha. And br- like breaking up his gums and his cheek. You fucking drunk. Then he takes a piss. <laughs> yeah. And again, we get the our other shots here, but that initial long shot where you kicked the toilet was. I'm glad they stayed in character. Mm-hmm. I guess they could have just moved to a different cell <laughs> and not broken a toilet. And back then, that's a lot of money. I mean, yeah. It's a lot of money today, but you know, like it's a lot, like a real lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. Now, is she Amy Adams' daughter? No, I think her and Val. That would make sense because they seem a little close to the same age. Yeah. You never know, though. Yeah, you don't. In film. And that's... Called some dad. <laughs> yes, Freddy. Oh, wait. He's such an odd. His eyes are just so... An odd. <laughs> such an odd. Like he, he's even just making such a distinct acting choice. Yeah. Again, I don't know why he would think Freddy was a spy. I would just think he was uninterested. I know we know more, but... Well, because when you're, like... I guess when you're formulating this whole cause, this whole, you know, you get into conspiracies and you see... Sure, there's a lot of paranoia in this kind of Yeah. Things. And she just straight up lies here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a Remy Malik's reaction. Yeah. Do you think this was something they talked about ahead of time and said, let's bring this up to Lancaster? Oh, like, like a concerted effort here? Yeah. It feels that way. Yeah, like led by the ma- the true master, Amy Adams. Like maybe she yeah. just is like, you're going to bring this up, you're going to bring this up. Well, yeah, I think she sees like that her husband, that the master has weakness, and so then she just kind of keeps him in check, you mm-hmm. know? Like it's almost like he would then continue on to be like the face but then like other people are making the decisions for the cause does it not imagine the pressure to always have to talk like that 
and then he cracks, you know. We I like when you see uh Hoffman's in Hoffman's performance in moments of like cracking. He's questioned and he mm-hmm. cracks. I love that like this part and even the when they're in the jail cells together. They the those were two moments like really used in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But they're also like big trailer guy. Yeah. Guy. All the all but also the uh, alternate takes. The trailer uses a lot of not used footage or alternate takes. Was this one of the most anticipated movies in your life? Yes. Because I feel like this is really when you were like, not that you're not into film now. You obviously have a Foodie Films podcast. No, but like this was like part of a, this, I don't know, these few years, like the early 2010s, just some of my favorite movies came out. And just like films you know, by films by directors that I truly love, young and... disposable income too. <laughs> I, love, I love this. Like just... two schoolboys. Yeah, they made up like the well, like the like the guys on the beach in the beginning. Oh yeah, camaraderie between men. And she comes out thinking that Freddy's, you know, attacking <laughs> him. Who is just the ripped pants? It's the same pants, right? Oh, I guess because he was released from jail. Yeah, we're in the. And this, like, from here till obviously, then I feel like that motorcycle scene, he's just a devoted member of the cause. Well, they return him in as a hero, essentially. Yeah. True, this is the most he ever buys in. Or just even just tries really hard. Yes, that's a better way to put it. Especially because this, I feel like this task, this... Test, yeah, the is... little John test I call it. Oh. He gets to the window, oh, to the wall. Uh, I feel like it's meant to test your commitment. Like I don't know exact. Like I really don't know otherwise what you're supposed to. Oh, yeah, here, let's see. Yeah. No, this is a different exercise. I hate when people ask me what color their eyes are because eyes change in like the light. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I mean, also, I guess this test is supposed to, I mean, specifically going from the window, (laughs) from the window to the wall. It's supposed to like cold versus warmth and so it's, mm. it's supposed to be like a symbolizing something but don't her I think her eyes they like make them change to all black and do that this next shot right yeah see yeah that's crazy Ooh, creepy toward existence Oh, this is great. This is between him and Val. And I think this is actually something that Scientologists have used in the past. Oh, okay. From I mean, we should say L. Ron Hubbard from New Jersey. You think? They have a house in one of the beach towns that's like a museum oh, for really? him. Yeah. Hmm. 
And he started it kind of in Camden, New Jersey. But you don't really consider that the real New Jersey. No. <laughs> Same fucking wall. <laughs> Lunch on the veranda. Doris, that was her name. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, just... He's like, I don't even care. So the one who plays Doris is going to be in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. That's my most anticipated movie of the summer. I'm going to be in Europe when it comes out. I mean, I'll be back and I'll see it, but... We'll see. I don't know. Tarantino's... Not that he's been bothering me, but... Oh, just Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt look phenomenal in it. That's great, but, you know, we'll see. I don't like overhyped things. Food scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like... <laughs> no, it's not like... There just happens to be food in the scene. Yeah. It's not so much the subject of the scene. I don't know if you've written it down or you've done it yet, but that Wedding Crashers brunch scene... Yeah, I covered that. Who did it? Um, Joe Rubak, license plate guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did he say about it? I mean, he just loved the whole, like, obviously Vince Vaughn just, like, (laughs) plating up an insurmountable amount of food on a plate and just, like, that whole, like, not tension, but just that. (laughs) So that (laughs) was a recent one, then? It was a recent one, yeah. Not your most recent, of course. No, at the this point, um, I mean, br- well, there was uh, shorter sessions, and we covered uh, bridesmaids. That was, and soon we'll be having. Well, for Fourth uh, of July. Well, th- this will be. When's the first? No, that's the first okay. So, yeah. The fourth. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I know that, but I, I think was just so trying to think. Fourth of July episode on Fourth of July. No, it's a third. Third July. Yeah, third of July. So two days. If you're listening to this on the day it came out, two days from now, there's a new Foodie Films episode. Will that be Sausage Party? I'm hoping it will be. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Love those pants. Remind me of sailor pants. Yeah. And now. Well, <laughs> oh. But okay. He's trying. Yeah, he is trying, and it's nice to see him try because he's really never bought in this entire film. He wants to. 
he wants to believe it's real. He, he wants salvation. And they're using wow. all this... They use it against you. Yeah. Like, theoretically, that's what I've been told. Or Scientology does. Yeah, all this personal information that he was giving Lancaster earlier. Well, I guess, I mean, it was it was during a different form of auditing. Or flashback. Yeah. I love this, the light. Just... <laughs> but it, it, like, it doesn't seem I guess that's just what he's trying to do it doesn't seem like Lancaster doesn't believe here and he's like oh it's this idiot and the, yeah it seems like he like you said was buying into his own stuff lunkhead <laughs> Do you think he's trying to train um, Rami Malek to be like? I mean, definitely like. I feel definitely. I mean, a a a leader of sorts in it. Yeah. The music, like with the waves here, is so perfect. Mm Hmm. <laughs> this is very Joker. <laughs> but I won't. Now, is this Joker film a standalone Joker film? It's not at all. It's not in the universe, in the DC universe. I don't think so, unless they're starting like a another DC universe or something. It's but it's not. I mean, you know, Jared Leto was playing him, so. But maybe they'll delete that one. Maybe. I just love those little flashbacks of him reading the letters and on the sand. I'll tell you what, though. Like, this is not an easy watch. Like, this is not, like, a ha-ha fun watch. I don't know how you pop it in for pleasure. It's just, I mean, what we're doing right now is different than, like, just watching it. Because also... I mean... Even still, even though, like, I probably haven't seen this film till we did it on... Since we did it on Hoffman mm-hmm. for the first run. I love this movie, but it's not a movie I would say is like a go-to, like, let me watch this film. No, I, yeah, I wouldn't say that for me. Certainly a different style of film. Yeah. It's not pop- popcorn, it's not fast food. Oh, I didn't realize Julian Hall's on this scene. Now, normally, I think it would, like, kind of suck to just not have any lines and just sit down and watch for hours and hours takes upon takes 
but you're watching two literal, like, no pun intended, masters at their craft yeah. work something out. Yeah. And as, like, an act, a young actor. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Whoa. You know? <laughs> literally, it's like sitting in a class. The announcement of... Think they'll ever make the master too? <laughs> no. Could you ever see P.T. Anderson doing a franchise film? A franchise. <laughs> if you found out that DC contacted him for like a DC universe, film. <laughs> like The Flash and Green Lantern. I guess the closest we could ever get would be like I guess what Todd Phillips is doing with the Joker, like a side. Piece, yeah, like his own, like Nolan Batman kind of thing. I guess. But I really can't. I mean, he almost it. made a Pinocchio movie. Fair, and that's kind that's of, like, clo- like that's closer than anything. It's closer than anything. I love this. I love Lancaster's outfit. Yes, He's got. I for, I always forget. Every time I watch this, I always forget that this happened. Yeah, and this is a part where th- this this whole sequence, not or even, like not just the scene, but like this part of the story is very much used in the back beyond. Yeah. Because it gets really weird. And there's like, so he... It gets one paranormal. Ba- yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Like it. it feels well, like it, at least. Yeah. And, like... like you wouldn't wear is, that on one of your trips? Uh, well, I don't think I could have a revolver, but... Not the revolver, but, like, the shirt, the hat. It's kind of fuddy-duddy old man, but, like, of you're good not, for that time. You're not a pants guy on trips. I'm just, I don't, yeah, I like shorts. I mean, I, you know, pants, I mean, just also those pants. It's very, it's of that time. So, he, I guess what we're, <laughs> like, supposed to understand from this is that he wrote a book a while ago. And, and it was just it. so crazy that it, like, and the world wasn't ready for it that he <laughs> buried it? I bet he buried it, like, a week before that. Yeah, exactly. He was, like, writing it that whole time. So what a great shot. Yeah. But yeah, there's weird, a weird connection. It reminds me of the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Sure. With River Phoenix. River Phoenix, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix's late brother. As a gift to Homo sapiens. What an arrogant like statement. <laughs> but yeah, it gets like there's at one point in the back beyond Lancaster has Freddie watching over the book, like overnight, like guarding it. At one point, he opens up the box that it's in, and we just see flames coming out of it. Yeah, there. yeah. It's just, really, it gets really I'm weird. I'm glad they didn't include that in this film. I think it would have taken away from, I think people would have been like, is it real? You know? Yeah. 
I think it's interesting that you use him for like that kind of message. Yeah. I guess they're trying to make him feel important. He's got and... a good voice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great shot. Yeah. I'm so, this is not a shot you could find easily on the internet. No. We'll need to screen cap it somehow. Snap away. And again, this is mirrored from his old photography background. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's using his talents like the, he look, yeah. he feels when he when they're together in these things he uh Joaquin Phoenix seems so childlike. He just wants to make daddy proud. And I think your like id comparison is good because kinda like, you know, childlike he is childlike. He's like has childlike uh impulses. Mm-hmm, definitely. Not like child drinking and, children don't drink. No, but child I mean? child and as as Lancaster says then like animal or not. Animal, animal. yeah. yeah. So this is the one that came with the Blu-ray that I have framed, mm-hmm. like this, the picture he takes here. Does it have the light in it? I can't remember. No. Like, it's not the it's shot, the, it's, it's like the photo. The photo, yeah. Now I'm being very much bothered by how high he wears his pants. <laughs> like, we're taking it overboard here. It's the style. That's the... Yeah, but this guy's, like, way past the belly button. At the ribs. If I wore it to my belly button, I'd wear, like, my pants, like, I would be wearing them a lot higher. Not that height again, but I don't know. It's interesting. So who's sitting up there? We've got Amy Adams and his daughter. Yes. Val's not up there, right? Or did we pass him on the other side? No, I didn't see Val up there. Val generally hasn't been. You know, he's been in like there, but he hasn't been featured. Yeah. Think Andy's along for the ride. So you know, it's another <coughs> religious Hoffman film. That really early one with Steve Martin. Oh, <laughs> what's that called? I forgot. Oh God! Uh, look, Keep, uh, not keeping the faith. No, it's, no um, it's some like line like that. Is faith faith in there, right? Or I think not. Soul man. <laughs> hmm. I have not literally seen that since we watched it. So I had not seen it before then, and I've not seen it since. Then. It wasn't that bad though? It was okay. It was alright. I was really hoping Steve Martin movie would be better than it was, but... It was like a popcorn film that wasn't terrible. Leap of Faith. Leap of Faith, yes. Right after Shula. <laughs> I can't wait to rewatch Shula. We're rigging that one for next April 1st. Such a weird... Jonas Nightingale was Steve Martin's character's name. <laughs> Deborah Winger was in it. Liam Neeson was in it. I don't remember Liam Neeson. I remember Meatloaf was in it. I remember Meatloaf. Deborah Winger. Good and evil. What's that Deborah Winger movie that everyone cries? That everyone cries? Yeah, it's like the biggest tearjerker of a film. Oh, the... Terms um, of Endearment. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
very, very. I love these in the zone. Yeah. Just love the close-ups. Yeah. Continue. No. No, no, and just getting to see it presented in like seventy millimeter. What I notice, as gross as it sounds, is like the, all the close-ups you really see the pores of the people. Like their skin. Or just how many freckles fill. Yeah, on. or like, you know, when we're back at that Amy Adams scene where it was right in her face. Did they color his eyebrows? I don't think so. Something's colored here, though. Yeah, processing. So processing <laughs> is their auditing. If you will... I feel like you walk like that for this long, this many days shooting. It's going to take you a little bit to get out of that. Get out of that. I feel like the pants help with like making you walk that way. <laughs> no, that's fair. Maybe that's why he does it like that. And like, yeah, just his posture and how skinny he is. Just like even seeing like the wrinkles on the shirt. Oh, he's making me so anxious. <laughs> All the way to Phoenix. <laughs> a grade A mystic. So this guy's a believer, he just doesn't like his shit. Yeah, and thought that he was a better editor, I guess, than whoever they had for this book. Yeah. <laughs> Freddy's still not 100%. No. He's still, he's still Freddy. That's how he knows how to solve his frustration. That's how he knows. How yeah, well, when he can't, I, I, I can, I can sympathize with then just like not being able to verbally articulate oh. to somebody, and that's what he was like with the guy before with the. Uh, at the door, and he got a prize for him, and he's like, what's this about? And he just barges in, because that's the only... I don't do that part, but... <laughs> so this is the part where Laura Dern, that I mentioned earlier, where she questions what's in the book. Yeah. Because she's so devout, even more devout than him, yeah. <laughs> that Lancaster had argued. Yeah. That she can find these things where Lancaster doesn't even think about these things. There's a famous story of uh, George R. R. Martin in um, Game of Thrones where he described a character having like blue eyes in one book and then green eyes in a later book. Mm-hmm. And he even admitted, it's like, look, I read a lot of characters I don't remember. Yeah. And like a fan questioned him on it. So in the third book he said he came by with his blue-green eyes or whatever. So Again, that's fiction, but... yeah. 
へへへ Such bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You can just, you can see him coming up with the bullshit excuse right then. <laughs> Pig fuck! He has such a short fuse, and that's the problem. <laughs> Very, there will be blood right here. Yes. Yeah. Did you know that Jeremy Renner was almost the Freddie Quell? Really? Yeah. Back when, but then when Walking Phoenix became available again. Huh. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think it would have been nearly as good. I see. You never know, I though. See... Like, it could have been, like, the moment where we all changed our perception on Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Jerry Rudd does also have almost like that, like, well, he's a good-looking guy, like, has almost like that more, like, average Joe kind of look, work at working man kind of look. I always think, like, okay, when was the first time you saw Jeremy Renner? Probably SWAT, right? SWAT, yeah, I forgot about SWAT. I was thinking, like, I really recognized him as a lead in The Hurt Locker. Yeah. And then it's, like, Anthony Mackie, too, and they both became Avengers. Oh, wow, yeah. I didn't think about that. Look at the joy. Is that a triumph? I don't... Or a victory, something, one of those. Like, I know you're a big motorcycle guy, so... Not. <laughs> you, you've gone riding with the boys before. I have not. Yes, you have. On scooters? <laughs> On yes. lime scooters? We've done scooters. Yeah. What a wimpy generation we are. We have a mutual friend and, well, former friend to some of us. But he had, like, a Facebook photo of him on a motorcycle, and it looked so lame. I don't know if you recall. I but, think so, yeah. But it's hard to, like... It's hard to look lame on a motorcycle. On his dad's motorcycle? Yes. Yeah. It's hard to look lame on a motorcycle, but Lancaster kind of looks lame on a motorcycle, you know? <laughs> Motorcycles usually enhance your coolness. Thrilling! I know Theodore Roosevelt never rode a motorcycle, but I feel like he would have one. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> he kind of, like, Lancaster kind of has, like, a Theodore Roosevelt kind of... Definitely, quality. yeah, he does. I could see Hoffman playing, playing Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, that missed opportunity. <laughs> like, Walking Phoenix just looks that much more comfortable... And, like, normal to see on a yeah. motorcycle. <laughs> I love it just lingering. <laughs> just... P.G. Anderson makes choices other directors generally don't and gets away with them in terms of, like, lingering on shots longer. And yeah. Stuff. So weird that she's cheering. Or even having a scene like this. I don't know, like, only, like, people like P.G. Anderson or, like, really art house directors could get away with having this scene. Like, what does it accomplish? Yeah, ultimately it's just showing that he, this is the scene where he leaves. But it yeah. really, yeah. <laughs> Good boy. But I guess I mean, not in terms of him leaving, but I guess I mean just like the whole setup. Even shots like this. Yeah. 
I guess, if anything, if I'm going to keep going with my whole id theory, I guess this is Freddy leaving. Like, we saw, you know, the, the scene before this. It's Lancaster getting frustrated yeah. with Helen. And maybe this is supposed to be him, like, getting... Like, he does want to leave the cause, but he's just, like, so sucked in now and is, you know, known as the master... No, I get it. So, yeah. maybe, I don't know. I just, I love that he's walking the daughters trying to, and Val is just driving. Uh, I would just literally jump into that car and chase chase him down. You know. Yeah. What you know he's going to stop for booze at some point. Not a lot of roads out there. Do you think he had a plan to leave? Or do you think he just once he got no? I think cycle? just at that moment felt like almost like the freedom, like the wind in his hair, and just like just an excuse. And I think just like we saw him getting frustrated at the being the photographer in the department store, or, you know, like it's just a moment, another another moment of self sabotage. And he's now he's gone back to to Massachusetts. Oh. Uh. Oh. Uh. What? No, I mean, you just... That's the love of his life. Jim Day. Doris Day. She became Doris Day. <laughs> we know Jim Day? No. Okay. Wow, oh, that's gotta hurt. At least still ugly. <laughs> Three years, two kids. <laughs> and I love how he asks that question. Like, like it matters. I guess he's just envisioning the life yeah. he could have had, right? It's helping him put the picture together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, he just answers so literally. Yeah. Know? Like an animal. He left her. Yeah. This is when he decided to go out west. Gotcha. I thought it was because of something she said. No, I think, again, it kind of became like, you know, he became too, again, it's like that self-sabotage became too complacent, yeah. I mean, uh, we know people like this. This is a realistic thing. Not Maybe not to this level. Is true? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's been six years since that memory. Yeah. No, seven. Sorry. She was 16. Could be six. Could be seven. Yeah. Depending on when her birthday is. (laughs) 
My have things changed in terms of like getting married and having two kids and you're 23. Yeah. It's just so awkward. I know. She's probably thinking, I don't, I don't know who Jim Day is, but she's probably thinking that like, yeah, I'm glad my daughter didn't marry this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and also like, I mean like, how many times do you think that they actually met, you know, and it was seven years ago. It's just <laughs> such a weird scenario for yeah. him to be in. I love her accent. Mm-hmm. She's like, you would not believe who passed by today. <laughs> I <laughs> Casper Did you see the uh, Christina Ricci Casper? I, I own it on VHS One of Joey Lewandowski's favorite films oh. I think it was the first episode of Blissful Thinking Or was, yeah. was her second episode One of the first things That he was the guest on <laughs> I just So again, so now that he went to go see Doris and she's not there, I just feel like, you know, his life doesn't have have purpose, so then he has this yeah. dream that the master is telling him to come out to, to England. England. Hey, hey. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> I wonder if Cool's cigarette company was happy about this? Upset? Like, can't be. I don't know. There's far, 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 you know. Poor press about cigarettes out there. Then I didn't like Cools. To me, was, feels very seventies. It didn't feel very like of this era, you know. I think like, I, hey man, you got a pair of Cools, a pair. A pair. <laughs> I see like Studio Fifty Four people smoking Cools. Mm. You a menthol cigarette guy or a, never uh, never smoked a cigarette day in my life. Neither have I. My captain never leaves the ship. <laughs> These water shots making me want to get into the hot tub. <laughs> it's the cleansing that's happening as he crosses the pond. I love the yeah. I have the soundtrack for this movie, and it's just so beautiful. Like the score, well, the score, and then there's, and then they have those, like the Lancaster singing and stuff. No, it's like you know, like I mean, they they'll have like slow the real slow boat to China, and then the one that was playing, but not him singing it. No, actually, no, it might. Hmm. Love the peacoat. It's very uh, naval of him. Very naval. 
I love the way the Val seems very interwoven into the cause now. Maybe like, because Freddy wasn't there. And yeah, he, he stepped down. up and realized, you know, he could... That's where the money is, too. He's so creepy sometimes. <laughs> it's like a Space Jam joke. He's not white. He's clear. <laughs> <laughs> Can you recall the movie where Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a Freddy? Philip Seymour Hoffman play. Oh, I'm totally... I'll, um, let that, I'll let that sink in. I'll let you think yeah. And so this is also to tie it into Scientology. They did go over to Europe for a while because they didn't have as many strict laws informing a new religion as America did, I think, or something like that. That makes sense. Probably, like, not comparing these two things, but probably from, like, the uh, Mormonism and, you know, the Mm Latter-day Saints movement. I'm sure a lot of these states enacted laws, like, you know, in that era... And they just kind of use them against yeah. Scientology. And we also, I mean, just the 60s and 70s were, I mean, even Joaquin Phoenix's parents were part of that, um, I wrote it down, what exactly was it called? And they escaped. It was that um, ch- Children of God. It was a cult. Yeah. In the 1970s. Uh, and they all, that's why they all have names like River. And yeah. I forgot the sister's name. And I forgot, I said it on my podcast, I forgot what. Joaquin Phoenix's original name is. Oh, Leaf. Leaf, yeah. Leaf Phoenix. Next time I see him. (laughs) I bet he would punch you in the face if you're like, Leaf. (laughs) Would you get it? Yeah. Can the, the hands, the way he puts them on his... Ribs, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you get the Freddy? The Freddy uh, thing yet? It's, I would have to... The Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. Freddy Miles. Freddy Miles. That's a movie we got to rewatch. Yeah. That's a... Is that a... No, I was trying to think if they were like, you know, they're not like, oh, he leaves college, right? Dickie. Dickie, yeah. If he even ever went. Amy Adams, so good. She really is so good. Definitely. I love that she is kind of... Saying what, like, the master can't. Like, the master still wants to be, like, you know, sympathizes and has such strong, loving feelings for Freddy. Yeah. And so Peggy is just like, like, what good are you? Oh, so I looked that up one time. DCF. The, uh, I think that's Department of Child. 
ECF. Children and families, yeah. I think their, like, one daughter was taken, was taken from them. Oh, wow. That's intense. I'm reading about Amy Adams right now. She uses an acting method from her acting teacher, Warner Laughlin, in which she attempts the understanding of her character's psychology by creating a character's backstory from the age of three. Hmm. Adams prefers to work with confident directors who give her space to think for herself. That makes sense. Yeah. She stays in character while filming and finds it difficult to detach herself from roles or accents. So she is very, like, um, like quote-unquote method actor. Yeah. That's really that, that. I don't know if that line really stuck with me before, of just if you can, you know, find a way to live a life without a master. Let us all know. Like he's just. And the movie's called The Master. Whoa. No, no, that is a great line. Is this like the prodigal son moment? Is this like the? coming home and you're forgiven moment. Because it doesn't necessarily feel like that. No, it's just the, what needs to happen. It's the closure. I think they both kind of knew that they wouldn't, like, ever be together in the sense of, like, the, the cause and that just wouldn't work out, but he left without kind of <laughs> obviously saying anything, just riding off in the Isn't bike. it similar but so different to Boogie Nights? Mark Wahlberg leaving and coming yeah. back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is the part that he says, like, "Oh, I figured out where we met," and he tells him about their past two lives. Yeah. Which is interesting. <laughs> Let's listen in a bit. What a lingering shot on Hoffman here. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> He's just giving him one last chance. Yep. And the the facial reactions here. Oh. Whoa. How do you know that? Hmm. You think he was kidding? No. I think because he just has so much anger inside of him now, he knows that it would carry over to the next one. 
to get you a slow boat to China. Do we hear Hoffman sing a lot, if at all? Not really. Is it the only film? Along came Polly. <laughs> true. So true. Why I did it. Yeah. About the future. That's a good, like, we should do, our next, like, Hoffman event should be just, like, a Hoffman party where everyone dresses up as a different Hoffman character. Oh, that would be so much fun. Because <laughs> that's a great Hoffman And we can talk about the roles that he sang in, roles <laughs> that he climaxed in. <laughs> I would say there's at least a good 10, 15 good Hoffman costumes. Yes. Definitely. Cause, you know, some Even, like, there's, like, a couple in, like, a long cane yeah, holly. Yeah, yeah, that one has a couple. But then, like, you have, like... Let it rain! Yeah. Or just, like, him and the blazer at that party. Yeah. Uh... This is so awkward. <laughs> He's getting, like, angry while singing it. He's just, I think, trying to contain him from, like, bursting in tears. Because he's seeing the way Freddy is. And Freddy crying. And I think, and I think he is, like, anger, too. Like, a, it looks like, he has a look in his eye. Like, he just wants to deck him. I could see so many people not liking this movie on this watch. Not that I don't, but just like, so people being like, okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, that's also which I was trying to find like some interviews to give me a bit more like intelligent insight to what P.T. Anderson was doing here. Cause I can't exactly best describe <laughs> what it is I love about this movie, but there is something, I feel like it's, like hypnotizing me. I'm being audited while watching this movie. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Told you it ends with a sex scene. And this is a flashback, right? No, this is in England. Oh, that's why. <laughs> no, because I thought so, right? But I saw that car and I'm like, that car's not of that era. He kind of makes the the cause his own. He takes lessons he learned and yeah. is applying it. So weird. Mm hmm. <laughs> Wait for the last line. That's where I recognize her. She's like been on 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine a couple times. Oh, okay. It's back to the beach. The master. Woo! Boy, that was... That took a toll. Because, again, I see what a lot of people say, like, why did I just spend two hours doing that? I don't agree with that. But you have to... I feel like you have to be into it. You have to be appreciate the acting, and you have to appreciate the shot work and stuff like that. This isn't a popcorn movie you watch with your mom. No. I think... I mean, the... On the back of the Blu-ray... I think it's, um, you know, interesting as far as, uh, the, the, the quote, um, is it Warden? I don't know who said this, but it's, um, the master is a film which casts a spell-like fever dream. Stunningly photographed in 65mm, the master stands as an undeniable cinematic experience. Well, um, yeah, that's just, I mean... I get it. I get it. And Kyle, quickly, to your point on the DVD cover, I think of the other, um, not, there were a lot of, like, covers to this film. I'm trying to come, I'm trying to find the one I'm talking about so I can show you a picture. The kaleidoscope? There's the kaleidoscope one, but that's not so much, this one would have the same theory as you're saying, you know? yeah. The solo Joaquin Phoenix, and then the multiple of of uh, Hoffman and Adams. I mean, the multiple in that sense could be showing that there's multiple lives, but Joaquin Phoenix is living his, like yeah. his one. You know, there's just you know, a lot of great posters for this one. Oh yeah, a lot of great posters. Do you just have the photo hung up in your room, or do you have the poster? This the photo. This would be the opposite of what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually never seen that. That one. doesn't look like a real official one, though. Or it at least, was, yeah, but... yeah, no, it was it was an official one in a different country, though. And you know, different countries do things. Yeah, obviously, I think it's French. Well, anywho, yeah. anywho, hope you thank... guys listen enjoyed listening to this. Yeah, thank thank you for watching the master with us. This is one of the big ones that you guys have been wanting. The big ones. That's what the Hoth fans have been telling us. So we gave you one, but for August. Hmm. Let's just change the pace a little, Kyle. I need a palate cleanser. Yeah. You know, I need, a palate need something cleanser. light. Need a you know light, a nice summery drink. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like a summery drink. Perfect. Yeah. So what what should we uh, put on our poll on Facebook, uh, Instagram? Yeah, oh, yeah, Instagram. We still do. I forgot. You can comment under on Instagram, but you can answer it on Twitter or answer it on Facebook. What movies for August first? I think. Well, I think we should give. You know, one that has lost a previous, a second chance. Okay. And but then, but first, I'd like to say let's let's keep going with uh, I love our main man on a boat. So let's go with Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio, aka the boat that rocks. Yes. And so I think that'll be you know we've never nominated that before. So let's go with that nice boat movie. Awesome soundtrack. Talking about the music a lot in this movie. Very different, but great soundtrack of the '60s. Uh, funny movie, so nice palate cleanser, 
And then what I am referring to as far as a bit of possible redemption <laughs> is, and we mentioned his name in this episode, Sandy Lyle in Along Came Polly. It's like your white whale. I want to watch and talk about people. <laughs> so you know what I'll be voting for. So you, you can vote for either Along Came Polly or Pirate Radio. And again, you can vote on all our social media, P.S. I Love Hoffman, at yeah. Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Yeah. Different ways of voting there, but, you know, it, it's a good opportunity to make your voice known, and we honor what you pick, guys. We don't we don't try to rig it here. Sandy Lyle versus The Count. The Count. Both fun performances, and I can't, yeah. can't wait. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you can also check me out on my other podcast High School Slumber Party where we're talking about high school films. Kyle, you were recently on and you're going to be on in a couple days as well for first Spider-Man Homecoming and then we're going to go to the theater together and watch with Michael Manzi of course, watch Spider-Man Far From Home. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Really excited right now. It is only a day away from, I mean, in the sense of when this when this episode comes out and then to And you mentioned before some things cool things happening for Foodie films, anything else you want to mention? No, just uh, appreciate you guys listening and um, just in- enjoying recording. Got a few, you know, talking with a few people as far as lining up some more guests, and I just know that there'll be some fun episodes. So keep on listening. We, uh, I-, I appreciate it. Can't wait for that. That's for sure. So just want to remind you guys to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening now. You know. Give us a nice five-star rating. Write us a wonderful review. Because, again, we're not here for us. We're here to commemorate and memorialize and mm-hmm. always be talking about and always be remembering the greatest American actor of our lifetime, Philip Seymour Hoffman. With that being said, like the cigarettes, stay uncool. Stay or, uncool. Yeah. <laughs> I needed you so badly